Yeah. Woo. Yes. Hey, you have such a Savior. Jesus Christ loves you. Wherever you are, you can go ahead and be seated. I want to say hi to our friends online. I see some amazing people in the balcony. It's so good to be here, and I feel so honored to be able to spend a few minutes with you to dive into God's Word. I've always been passionate about movies and filmmaking. In fact, when I graduated from college, I actually did some internships at some film companies in L.A., and so when my dad asked me if I would be interested in helping with this message series called Summer Blockbusters, I told him I really want to, and I jumped at the chance. So this weekend's message, like my dad mentioned, is Top Gun Maverick, and I cannot wait for... Uh, what? No. Hey, Josh, what? what's going on? Wait. What, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Kenny Loggins, what? I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, okay. Are you serious right now? Come on, Josh. All right. Hey, you guys are awesome. Thank you for being here. I'm going to go ahead and try to do the message now, if that's all right. All right. Oh, you guys. All right. Woodlands Worship. Give it up for them. Yeah. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> Brothers, am I right? Hey, Woodlands Worship is usually amazing. They always have great music. They usually have great timing, too. Um, like I was saying, one of my favorite uh, passions has been filmmaking, and today we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. But more importantly, we're going to dive into God's Word and talk about Psalm 23. We're going to see how we can put God back in the pilot seat of our lives. Over the next three weekends, we're going to find comfort in one of the most comforting and most relaxing and calming messages of Scripture, Psalm 23. Each week, we're going to have fun talking about a new blockbuster movie, but we're also going to learn how we can apply the truths of the Bible to our lives, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the Good Shepherd and what he means in our lives. Will you please stand and read aloud with me one of the most beloved chapters of the Bible? This is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can be seated. There's so much to explore, so much to learn in Psalm 23, and I'm really excited for what God is going to show us. But what I see clearly in Psalm 23 is that God is telling us that he is the good shepherd. And as the good shepherd, he wants to provide us with three critical blessings. He wants to provide us with restoration, direction, and protection. Three promises we can take home and apply to our lives and hold on to. If you want the peace and fulfillment that God promises in Psalm 23, then you have to allow him to be the good shepherd of your life. And today, I'm going to show you a practical way you can put God back in the pilot seat of your life so you can experience these, experience these three blessings. The first thing we're going to talk about today is restoration. 
Like so many parts of life, there's a lot I didn't totally appreciate about what my parents did for me. And every year when my parents would take us on summer vacation, I never truly appreciated the sacrifice it took. Well, now that I'm a parent with two amazing kids, my wife Sarah and I get to continue the tradition of running through airports with strollers, breaking up sibling fights, and hoping we don't run out of goldfish before we get to our final destination. (laughs) A couple of years ago, we were on a return flight from Disneyland. My son, Ben and Joanna, are seven and five now, but back then they were two and three, so they were toddlers at the time. Now, going to Disneyland is always a lot of fun for our family. It's filled with excitement, anticipation. We can't wait to get to Disneyland. Our bags are packed. We have our matching t-shirts ready. We are ready for the fun time we are going to have. Now, coming back from Disneyland, well, coming back is a different story. It's always a little hard to leave the most magical place on earth. The kids are tired. We've blown through our budget on one too many churros. And we have twice as much junk to bring back as we did when we first left. And somehow we're carrying it all on because it wouldn't fit in our suitcases. Well, on this particular return flight, my wife sat with my daughter Joanna in the aisle across from Ben and I. So Ben and I sat together and we were separated. The flight was going really, really well until we got in the air. We reached cruising altitude. And as soon as we got to cruising altitude, the flight attendant began serving drinks and pretzels. And so now in every couple, there is one parent who likes to make sure that everyone's safe, has what they need, and is getting things done. And there's another parent who likes to make sure everyone's having a good time. And I'm the parent, I will admit, who likes to make sure everyone has what they want. I may not be totally organized, um, but I'm going to make sure we have a good time doing it. And on this flight, my three-year-old son, Ben, saw the flight attendant coming down and said, Daddy, juice. Now, without thinking, I asked the flight attendant for an open cup of orange juice. Had my wife, Sarah, been sitting anywhere near me or seen this transaction happening, she would have immediately noped that for seeing the consequences that were about to happen. But she did not witness my innocent request for orange juice, nor did she see when I mindlessly grabbed it from the flight attendant and set it down in front of my three-year-old son on his uh, tray table. And then proceeded to say, there you go, buddy, and keep scrolling through my phone. About 10 seconds later, as you can probably guess, the entire cup of orange juice had spilled into my lap this time, and my son Ben had inadvertently kicked it over. Now, I'll be honest, my reaction was less than ideal. I could have been a little more calm about it, but no sooner had I started looking for a napkin than Ben began to completely lose it because, well, Ben really wanted that orange juice that was in my lap. Um, I tried to get my wife's attention. I said, hey, Sarah, can you help me out here? I get a napkin. I need help. But as soon as I turned back to Ben, somehow his shirt had come off. And I was like, what is happening here? He began crying more and more inconsolably. And my boy began to go into that full meltdown mode that toddlers can get in. In a unique fit of rage, as I tried to clean myself off, Ben proceeded to strip down until he was butt naked. And the entire plane knew his anguish. Yeah. It was, it was a little embarrassing. I've never, I've never been a Top Gun pilot. I've never flown uh, the G-forces or experienced the G-forces of flight or been in the adrenaline-packed situation of aerial combat, but I would challenge any Top Gun pilot to try to calm an irate, naked three-year-old at 36,000 feet while the plane of strangers stared at them, all right? Eventually, my wife was able to calm everyone down, and she got clothes back on Ben. She saved the day, as she always does, and I got cleaned up. 
But if you ever have wondered, what would it be like if I traveled with the Shooks? Well, that gives you a pretty good idea (laughs) because we have so many kids and grandkids in our family that we have lost count. And by this point, something like this happens on pretty much every trip, usually two or three times. And maybe you have a stressful story just like that. This summer is proving to be one of the busiest travel seasons on record. And so we are all traveling more than ever. And I would venture to guess that if I asked anyone here to share a recent stressful travel experience, pretty much any of you would probably be able to. You see, we go on vacation to find rest, but we know in our souls that what we really need can't be found in a foreign beach or a foreign city. We need rest and relaxation. And we've spent the past few years traveling not traveling. We spent the past few years really not traveling now that we are traveling. And I always thought that if I just was still for a while, if I was just totally still, then I'd find peace and contentment. But can I tell you something? What the pandemic taught me in 2020 was that being still and stationary is not the same thing as being at peace and restored. Those are two very different things. And now that the travel restrictions are being lifted and we're all rushing around, it's like we think we're going to find the restoration we need if we just make it to that destination, knowing that we're not going to really find what God wants for us. But it's still enjoyable, but it doesn't provide the true restoration that we need. Now, the author of Psalm 23 is King David, and David spent his youth as a shepherd. And by extension, King David understood both the role of a shepherd and the role of a sheep. And if God is the good shepherd, well, then that makes you and I his sheep. And sheep are not always the smartest. Look at what King David writes in verse two. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Sometimes God has to lead us and make us do things. But can I be honest with you? Lately, I haven't listened to God's voice. I've let the anxieties about the world lead my life. I've been anxious about my kids. I've been worried about the economy. And I've been upset about the direction of our country. I've put news anchors and social media influencers in the pilot seat for the past few months. And maybe you can relate to that. Have you found yourself in a doom scroll spiral lately? You know, the one where you get your phone out and you keep swiping through social media thinking that eventually you're gonna come across that one post that refreshes you and lifts your spirits. But 30 minutes later, an hour later, you end up more stressed out than you were before. And you're not quite sure why. Well, most of us have settled for the stressed out version of our lives that we now live in. We've forgotten what it feels like to truly be settled, to truly be restored in our souls. Now, looking to the good shepherd doesn't mean that you deny reality. It doesn't mean you ignore life's problems. It means you acknowledge the turbulent conditions that you're in and you decide who the pilot is going to be. Every day, you're either coming into, going out of, or right in the middle of a storm of life. We all are in that condition right now. That is the condition of life. So let me ask you, who is on the pilot seat? You don't need a vacation to find rest. You don't need more PTO or a spa day. Those things are great. We love to take breaks and we enjoy our time together. But what we really need to find the true deep, the true and lasting restoration that God promises us in Psalm 23 is let him take the controls to put the good shepherd back in control. And the first thing that he promises us is restoration. Now, the next blessing that God has for us after restoration is direction. In Psalm 23, he promises us direction. In May of this year, 39-year-old Darren Harrison found himself in the scariest situation imaginable. As his single passenger Cessna caravan was flying over the Atlantic Ocean, Harrison, who was a flooring salesman by trade, found himself in this horrific situation because the pilot of his small plane had passed out at the controls, 
With only one other passenger on board, the plane began to nosedive. Darren acted really quickly. He reached over the unresponsive pilot and pulled up off the control stick to level out the plane and prevent it from crashing into the Atlantic. He climbed barefoot over the, over the, the seat and began to take the controls. And fumbling for the headset, he tried to make contact with the outside world. Can you imagine the emotions and the feeling that he must have had in that moment? Now, at that very time, air traffic controller Captain Robert Morgan had just begun his lunch break when a colleague called him back to the control tower, telling him they had a serious situation and they needed him back ASAP. In addition to his 20 years as an air traffic controller, Captain Robert Morgan was also a certified flight instructor with over 1,200 hours of flight experience under his belt. You see, Morgan intimately understood both the emotional and technical challenges that Harrison was now facing in the air. Back at the controls of the small plane, Morgan's voice came over the, the headset to Harrison. Maintain wings level and just continue to fly north or south along the coast. We're trying to locate you. After scanning the radar system for several minutes, Morgan and his team located Harrison off the coast, and Morgan instructed him, drop to 5,000 feet, point your airplane towards Palm Beach International, and he gave him, gave him the direction and guided him down towards the runway. At each step along the way, Captain Robert Morgan continued to calmly direct Harrison and give him the instruction that he needed. As you get closer, the runway is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Just maintain wings level. Morgan had no idea that what was going on was going to be so tough, so hard for him, but he knew that God had a plan for his day. He just kept reminding him to hold steady. He kept reminding Harrison to stay calm in this stressful situation. As the wheels of the small Cessna hovered over the tarmac, Morgan then instructed Harrison, drop your throttle all the way down, and the wheels touched down on the runway. And thankfully, in that situation, everyone arrived safely, including the pilot who was rushed to the hospital. Here's a photo of the two men together. That's Morgan on your left and Harrison on his right. It's amazing the way that this situation that could have been a horrible disaster ended up great and ended up totally fine. Thanks to Darren Harrison's steady obedience to Captain Robert Morgan's calm instruction, everyone arrives safely. And maybe you feel that you're in a situation similar to Darren Harrison today. Maybe you feel that you are at the controls and you have no idea what to do. You're in a situation you've never been in before and you don't have the tools or the experience necessary to land the plane that you're in. See, God wants to guide you even when you feel totally helpless and unprepared. The key to unlocking the restoration that God has for you is found in allowing him to lead you. That's why the second thing that God promises, promises us is direction. He wants to provide restoration and direction. God has a full plan and blueprint for your life. He knows what's best for you because he designed every part of you and he designed the world that you now inhabit. He is the ultimate air traffic controller and he has countless hours of flight experience. He wants to guide you to that place of peace, that place of restoration. In verse three, David writes this. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God wants to lead you in a path of righteousness and he wants to do it to glorify him. He promises to provide you with direction, but he doesn't promise to give you the complete plan. Think about it. If Morgan had tried to give Harrison the complete instruction set as soon as he sat down at the controls, it would have been a disaster. Harrison would have never been able to land that plane. He would have been too overwhelmed, too stressed out as a first-time pilot. Instead, what Morgan did is what God does for us. He gave each step as it came. 
The only thing that God gives you is the instruction for the step that you're on. He's not going to give you the complete blueprint. Now, to experience all the good shepherd has to offer us, we have to learn to recognize his voice. In John 10, verse 27, this is what Jesus tells us. Jesus says, that my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So let me ask you, do you know the voice of Jesus? Do you know how to listen to him, to tune out distractions? It's so important to recognize that God is not going to give you the complete blueprint. He's gonna keep guiding you one step at a time. He's not gonna give you the complete plan. But if you'll listen and keep the airwaves clear, you'll be able to hear that instruction. Now, the job of an air traffic controller, one of the most important parts of their job is to keep the airwaves clear. And we're gonna talk more about how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life later in this series. But one practical step I wanna encourage you with is to look at the information in your life, the information clutter. What are you consuming? Who are you following on social media right now? What are you watching on Netflix? How many text threads do you have going even right now? Most of us, including myself, have too much going on and it's drowning out the voice of the good shepherd in our lives on a daily basis. I really wanna challenge you here. Think about what it could look like for you to be accountable with your friends and family to say, I wanna cut out distractions, cut out the information overload. I need to focus in on the good shepherd's voice. What would that look like in your life today? Now, the third blessing that God promises us after restoration and direction is protection. And this is such a comforting promise. As I was researching Top Gun Maverick and how they made the film, and they actually had real pilots helping them make the movie, I began to discover the rich history of American aviation power. One Wikipedia article led me to another, and eventually I came, I came across the B-24 squadrons that flew over occupied Europe during World War II. It's amazing what they've accomplished. I was excited to find out that these heroes are among us and there's still some alive today. And I was really ecstatic when I found out that one is right here in Houston. Staff Sergeant Bob Weinert of the 450th Bomb Group flew over occupied Europe and his team took out targets across Europe um, that really helped with the victory um, in World War II. His team flew over 25 combat missions and now he volunteers here at the Lone Star Flight Museum in Houston. This week, I had the great honor of sitting down with Sergeant Weinert and talking with him about his experience and thanking him on behalf of our church for his sacrifice. Just watch. Yeah. Yeah, it really was such an honor getting to speak with Sergeant Weiner. You all would have loved to speak with him. And one thing he told me after I talked with him is he said, at 97, he's still totally self-sufficient and he enjoys driving his Corvette around. Um, it was amazing. There's a reason they call him the greatest generation because he really was incredible. I learned so many lessons from him, so many biblical truths and just truths about life. But one thing that he kept coming back to, and I want to remind you of, is protection. The third thing that God promises us is protection in Psalm 23. This is what David writes in verse four. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Lord wants to protect us. Now, God doesn't promise that the journey will be easy or that each step along the way won't be challenging. We know there will be challenges. He doesn't say, though I walk through the mountain of peace and prosperity or the valley of joy and good times. No, he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And at one point or another, each one of us is going to walk through life's deep, dark valleys. But even here, even in this moment, in the darkness, 
what's so comforting is that he reminds us, he's right there with us. Just as Sergeant Weinert so beautifully put it, even at the very end of life, God is there holding our hand. And you may not always feel safe. You may, may not always feel secure. But let me tell you, if you are in the middle of God's will and you're following Jesus Christ, he's right there with you. And what's great as Christians is we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear the shadow of death because Christ's protection is with us all of our days. And even into eternity, we have the certainty of heaven with, with him one day. We have a blessed assurance as his followers. Now, the promises of Psalm 23 are comforting and they strengthen our souls. So the question is, how do we apply them on a daily basis? I don't mean just feel good about things or pretend like we're okay with God. The peace, protection, the restoration, the direction that God promises us in Psalm 23 is just as real. It's just as powerful today as when David first wrote those words. See, God offers the power of peace. He extends the promise of fulfillment, but he does not force us to take it. To experience the promises described in Psalm 23, we have to let the good shepherd lead us. We have to put him in the pilot seat of our life. So let me ask you this. What is keeping you from giving the pilot seat over to Jesus today? What's preventing you from truly letting go and letting the good shepherd take control in your life? A few weeks ago, I was having coffee with a good friend and the dean of our Woodland Seminary, Shaloxel Johansson. Now, Shell is an amazing, wise man, and he has been a pastor for decades. And so I told him, Shell, I'm feeling stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. I just don't know what to do. I know that God offers me peace, but I'm not feeling it right now. Because Shell has so much wisdom, he told me something very simple, yet very profound. He told me this, Ryan, whenever I feel overwhelmed, I just look at a picture of our galaxy, and then I look at the small dot that is Earth, and I'm reminded of just how big God is and how small my problems are. Could the main reason that you're not experiencing the full, complete restoration that God is offering you be because you've made your problems too big and your God too small? To better understand and appreciate the Good Shepherd, we have to understand just how truly big he is. We have to remember how big God is. This month, NASA released the first images from the brand new James Webb Space Telescope. The Webb Space Telescope is the most advanced piece of imagery, imaging technology that mankind has ever produced, allowing us to see further into the cosmos than ever before. Here is one of the first full color photos released by the Webb. This is a small, this is a deep space cluster that uh, was taken and it, produced an amazing image. Now, here's what's amazing about this image. It contains countless stars, countless galaxies. Each one of these dots of light is a galaxy. But it, from Earth, it would only be about the size of a grain of rice when held at arm's length. See, this small sliver of night sky contains countless galaxies, each contain their own stars, their own planets, maybe some like our own. There is really no such thing as night sky. This is just a small sliver of night sky and we may not be able to perceive it, but God's creation goes on forever. There is no such thing as empty night sky, only our limited ability to perceive God's vast creation. And what's even more remarkable to me is that the God who put these galaxies in place and put the stars in the night sky, he desires intimacy with you and I. He desires a relationship with you and he wants to know you and I. He cares about our lives. He knows every detail of your life and you must remember just how much God truly cares about you. You must remember how much he cares. Remember how big he is and how much he cares. 
the one who put our galaxies in place and oversees every turn of our planet invites you and I to live with him forever in relationship. That is such an incredible truth. Don't miss out on that. Later in Psalm 23, verse six, David ends the scripture with this comforting verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just over 2,000 years ago, God became man and he lived a perfect life. Then he sacrificed himself on a cross to die for your sins so that you could live forever with him in eternity and have a relationship with him today. And his name is Jesus. Jesus Christ cares about you. He knows every detail of your life. And if this is your first time to truly consider a relationship with Christ, that's amazing. And if you've had a relationship with Christ for many years now, well, it's such an important time to reconsider the power of that relationship. The same God that put the stars in the night sky and knit you together in your mother's womb desires more than anything to know you. And he loves you exactly as you are. If you haven't invited Jesus to be the good shepherd of your life, I wanna give you that opportunity right now before we end this message. It's such an important milestone. Will you please pray this out loud with me? And even if you already are a Christian, it can be so powerful to speak the words and put God back in the seat that he belongs. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I admit my sin separates me from you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I accept your free gift of forgiveness. Please come into my life and be my good shepherd. In your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Thank you for doing that. That is a huge milestone. And welcome to Jesus Christ Forever Family. That is truly a celebration. Christ will never leave you and he will always be with you even in the deep, dark valleys. And if you're with us in church online today, will you please just go ahead and click that button that says, I commit my life. I wanna make a faith commitment. When you raise your hand and say, I wanna do that, or you make the decision in your heart, it is a huge celebration and heaven celebrates. Now, before we end our time together, I want to remind you of one last important truth about our good shepherd. Sometimes we start to think that our relationship with Christ is a one-time event. We begin to reach into this mindset of, if I just go ahead and put Christ in the pilot seat, that's a one-time thing. And when you accept Christ, that is a huge milestone. But making Christ the commander of your life, the pilot of your life, the good shepherd of your life, is a daily decision, it's an action. Christian is not an adjective to describe you, it's a verb that describes what you do every day. And what you do every day is you put God in the pilot seat. So I wanna encourage you, it's a daily decision, a moment by moment decision. And maybe you know that Christ is the good shepherd of your life today, maybe you know that he is in control ultimately and you have that relationship and that blessed assurance, but maybe you've let the stresses of this life crowd out God's direction for you. Maybe you let the worries of this life crowd out the restoration and protection that you no longer feel. I want to encourage you and let you know that the restoration, the path that God has for you is still available. And it starts by admitting that, God, I've made mistakes and I'm on a path you don't want me on. I don't feel the restoration. I don't feel the peace. And I know that's an indicator to me that I am not on your path. If that's you, will you please pray this prayer silently with me so that we can put God back in the pilot seat and experience that right away? Jesus, there are so many worries, so many idols I've put in place of you, Lord. 
I admit that I have let other things that don't belong there to sit on the pallet seat of my life. Today, I open the seat up for you and I put you back where you belong in my life. Please lead me today. I want to experience your direction. I want to experience your protection and I believe that your restoration is available to me. I accept your free gift. Please continue to lead me and continue to be the pilot, to be the good shepherd in my life today, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your direction. And you know, I pray, amen. Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.